Welcome to the second episode of the JMR Podcast. I'm your host, Jelani, a.k.a. Jedi Master Ren, and I'm going to take you on a wild trip this week to a galaxy far, far away. I'm going to be talking about the biggest story in gaming to date, Xbox acquiring Activision Blizzard. Now, let's jump to hyperspace. Some falcon sweeping, if you will. Uh, I appreciate the turnout that uh, for episode one. I really wasn't expecting all of you guys to come out and listen, but um, you should be able to find the show on most of the podcast uh, outlets that you go to. It is going to be bi-weekly for now, but um, I do believe with your guys' support, I definitely will try my best to see if I can do um, a weekly schedule. So uh, keep showing that support. Uh, please rate it on whatever you guys are listening it to or listening on on, and um, I do appreciate it. So thank you. But for now, let's jump into it. So I'd like to take our first stop here at um, just kind of like what I've been playing the last couple of days, well, in the last couple of weeks since the last time that we talked. Um, so I've been kind of jumping around a couple games. I obviously, as you guys know, I did say that I was playing Mass Effect, so I did beat the first Mass Effect, as I said. And I started the second one, but I have not gotten that far into it. So I've been kind of jumping back and forth between Mass Effect and um, Halo, really. Because uh, Halo came out with that brand new, uh, what was it called? Oh, the Cyber, Show- uh, the Cyber Showdown. And I that took a whole week away from me and my other games. So that's probably what's going to happen when the Tenray event comes out as well. So, I mean, Halo is just... I'm telling you, the reason that it got so high on my top 10 list is because that game has just consumed me. And I don't even, I am, I'm telling you, I've, I'm not a multiplayer guy like that. And yet, somehow, this game has consumed me in that way. So that's where I'm at with uh, Halo. Uh, I still love it. I still love the game. But yeah, it is consuming me. And I'm getting a little worried with uh, how February is looking with a lot of these games coming out. Because, you know, hey, uh or Horizon Forbidden West is coming out, and I will be t- touching that, that here in a second. But um, with that coming out, and I'm just kind of scared. I'm like, Eesh, I don't know, man. But I really want, um, I, I'm looking to get that, what is it? It's a Yoroi mask in uh, the Ten race set. And I'm pretty sure I can get it with this next uh, couple weeks, or no, this next, this next week, starting on the 1st, starting this Tuesday. So... Hopefully I can get that out of the way, and then that way, when uh, I'm playing Forbidden West, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about that one. Maybe I could just put that one off to the side and just do one in March or something. Who knows? I'm sorry. I digress. Either way, the next game (laughs) um, that I've been playing here. So, as I said, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out February 18th. So, I did beat the game finally, like, a a couple weeks ago. So, I think maybe a week ago or so. So, I finally decided that you know, maybe it's time that I actually try out the DLC. Because I always said, I'm not going to do the DLC until I beat the game. But this time I was like, you know what? I think I want to actually see what this is about and see this uh, this thing before. I don't know how long it is, but I figured maybe if I like, you know, uh, give it a good try, I can actually get it done before the 18th. I know it's right around the corner here, but again, don't know how long it is. I'm assuming I can. Um, so I started that up and very interesting, very interesting story so far, um, you know, dealing with this new tribe that's out there, and there, then you have this, uh, the machines are getting taken over by something else, and it, what it looks like, 
you know, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it does, it, it, it ties into the main story. I, I feel like it does. So because of that, um, I'm very excited to see kind of where this goes. I don't think it's going to tie into the game, the second game at all, but it was fun to kind of touch on and, you know, see, have a little bit more uh, time in the game to kind of get me primed and ready for, uh, for Forbidden West. So here we are. That's just kind of where I'm at with that game. I don't know if I'm really going to finish it out all the way to the end, uh, the DLC part of it, but uh, we'll see kind of what happens as the months go on because we do have Dying Light 2 coming right around the corner, and I have been waiting for that game, and it kind of scared me with that 500-hour BS, but they fixed that, and they realized that, you know, that wasn't the best way to go and market their game because not everybody wants a 500-hour epic but it is what it is. Um, but the main game uh, that I kind of wanted to touch on before we get into the bigger stuff is uh, Pokemon Arceus, or Pokemon Legends Arceus, and that's how I'm going to say it, because I did not, I mean, that's how I set it up until I heard probably about a month ago people saying Arceus. It's like, oh, I didn't even know that that was an option. I thought it, we were all just saying Arceus. So I'm going to keep saying Arceus. I'm probably wrong. Who knows? We're probably all wrong. They're, the devs are probably laughing at us all. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, but Pokemon Legends Arceus is the first, we're just going to say Arceus here from here on out, guys. Um, <laughs> that is the first Pokemon game that I have ever played. I did, I, I take that back. I did play one on uh, the Game Boy I'm sure, because I remember top-down, you know, not really knowing where to go, and, you know, the kind of green layout, so it, that was, it just wasn't the best, and I can understand, like, it wasn't really for me, like, I put that down real quick, somebody, I think it was a friend, he let me play it, and I was like, oh, no, I don't need that, gave it right back, so I'm thinking the reason why is just because I didn't understand it, and I can see why my little brain couldn't understand it, because I barely understand this game now. I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, dang, this there is a lot of information that they're giving you right off the bat. And I did this last night uh, at 12 o'clock at night, so maybe that was the problem too. But yeah, I digress again. There is, I just feel like, you know, maybe that was the reason why I never really got into the series before. Uh, the turn base definitely is something too that kept me away, and it almost kept me away from this one. But you know, I, I took my time. I I listened to all these reviews, and I can see that the turn based stuff it is very quick, and that's what everybody's been saying too. And they're very right. The at least the monotonous turn by uh, turn based battles that you're getting in they are very quick. So you're not really in them that long if you're like me and you don't like turn base. And the rest of the game is really played out in the semi-open world. And I, I'm having a blast. Like, I'm having a real blast. And this is coming from somebody who, again, has not played any Pokemon games. Again, I touched on that one back, you know, years and years ago. So that this that's my level of Pokemon. Did not watch the anime because I was not into anime as a kid. And I just have, the only affinity I have with it is everybody else around me loved Pokemon. So obviously I knew, like, I don't know any Pokemon names, but I know, like, Togepi. Ah, uh -huh. I know that one now because I'm playing the game. But Togepi, I remember seeing that one as a kid just everywhere. I think I had a toy of Togepi. Did not know who Togepi or what Togepi was, just knew that Togepi was a Pokemon. That's all I knew. So... I just wanted to touch on that, you know, they really did a good job, and I think everybody has been saying that they, you know, they've done a really good job, and I've, I've been trying to find somebody who hasn't played a Pokemon game at all, 
you know, say that it's good because like, that's where I'm at. And I did, that's what I was waiting on. And nobody really, I couldn't find anybody, you know, but I, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to take a chance because that's the whole reason I got this, this switch anyways, because I wanted to try out this Pokemon game. I thought maybe this could be the one and it feels like it is the one that's going to get me into Pokemon. And I'm really excited. And if there's anybody out there who is not a Pokemon fan, and you're kind of, you know, on the fence about this one, this one might be for you, you know, them going turn, or not turn based, but them going open, semi open world, I think they really did a number on revamping what the game, you know, was bringing to the table. So it's a really good one. Um, so let's dive into the deeper story that I've got for y'all today. And obviously, everybody has been talking about this, everybody knows about this, we're talking about the Xbox acquisition of, well, or not potential, but future acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Now, I kind of want to touch, because in the intro, I kind of touched on the fact that, um, you know, this is, it's the biggest gaming story to date. And I mean to date because <laughs> literally last year, when Xbox, or not last year, but in 2020, right before the launch of the Xbox Series X, which I got to say, let's all kind of take a step back and be like, dang, and I know we all did at that t- at that moment, but again, you should be like, dang, if that's not throwing something around, throw, it's letting us know, hey guys, guess what? Our uh, console's going on sale today, or er, not today, but you know, this week, and we bought Bethesda, bam, right there. What do you want with it? Microsoft. <laughs> so it's just like 7.5 billion cash, cash money. It's like, dang, guys, like... It feels like, you know, and I understand the frustration and the, you know, why people were scared. They were thinking like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, this is going to start happening. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Bethesda, they worked with Bethesda. That's, you know, they, they have that brothership, kind of like all the companies and or studios that we see PlayStation bring on. They're all like the people that we would associate them with to begin with. So it's not, it wasn't a weird thing to me, but still 7.5 billion cash just walking in, be like, bam, right there. That's like, that's pretty crazy. And when they got that, they got Bethesda Game Studio, ID Software, Zenimax Online Studio, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse. They got eight studios with that purchase. And all of the games associated and the IP associated with that. So guess what that's doing? That's bolstering their Game Pass revenue and their Game Pass, um, well, their Game Pass offerings. And again, by the end result, their Game Pass revenue, but their Game Pass offering. And that is the game that we see Xbox playing and that we've seen them playing for years. It's this game that, no, not for years, but, well, no, yeah, for years since they started Game Pass. But it just seems like within, like since the start of them pushing the Xbox Series X, into our homes back in 2020 that was them pushing like yo this is this game pass is what you need this is what you need in your house and if you don't have game pass you don't know what game pass is game pass is a gaming subscription service that is what it is it is basically and people don't like to say it and i don't understand why because it is exactly what it is it is netflix for gaming if you i mean it on netflix there are you pay for your subscription and you have a multitude of shows that you can watch on there with different genres and different things that you can get into there are shows there are movies there are different genres in those things and it's the exact same thing on game pass you have all these different games across different 
um, console generations all across different genres. And yes, some games do leave the service. And yes, some games or some movies and TV shows leave Netflix. But guess what doesn't on Netflix? Netflix Originals. Guess what doesn't leave on Game Pass? The game or Xbox Studios games. Guess what now is Xbox Studios? All of Bethesda. Since they've cleared that purchase uh, this or no last year, guess what's now about to be Activision Blizzard and all of them. So these are the things that I'm saying. Game they are working to make Game Pass something that you need in your household, like a like a Disney Plus right now. I, guys, there is no way that I will ever not have Disney Plus. Just none, none. With the stuff that they're doing with Marvel on there, with the stuff they're doing on Star Wars, did you, oh my God, this episode of, Bo, this week's episode of Boba Fett, like, what do you, what do you mean, guys? Like, no, like, it's, there's, there's nothing, the, the Kenobi show we've got, Ahsoka coming, like, I, there's, I can't, there's no way that I could ever be without Disney Plus at this point, and they got me. That's what they did. If you got Disney Plus, they got you too, and you know what? We're happier for it. Don't be upset. It is what it is. And you know what? I really am happier for it because I have a way that I can just get all of these movies in one place. All I need is my Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and I'll be complete. Anyway, so, um... It is that. That's, like, what it is. Like, that's how I'm kind of feeling about Game Pass. And I'm gonna tell you guys this... I used to, back in the Xbox One generation, during the Xbox One generation, I'd say right at the end, the last year of the Xbox One generation, so 2019, is when I first got Game Pass. Very first got Game Pass. I don't even know how or why I did. I think I just was like, you know what? Let me try it out. Let me try it out. Let me see what's going on. I don't think I got it for a dollar, but I think I just was like, you know, let me just try. Let me see what it is. And it... I I have I've had it ever since. So there you go. Like I don't really need to say anything else. It's a very good service and you can see, you know, when Microsoft is making these moves, 7.5 billion dollars, this they I mean this just happened 2020 2021 and now we're talking 68.7 billion dollars with the Activision Blizzard um partnership or with them getting them. So it's just like guys here. So I'm going to read here on um, the blog post over here for the original blog post that uh, Phil Spencer made on the day on January 18th, which let me back up and say here, this day was crazy. It was so wild. Like I was at work just, you know, waiting on my cashier to get in and (laughs) I just, you know, I'm looking at my phone, look down to say Xbox, Xbox to buy Activision Blizzard. It's like, okay, yeah, right, guys. That's like, that's going to happen. And then uh, I saw saw Sean Capri. He goes, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, no, yeah, Phil's got to do it. And then he posted this article that I'm about to read here in the Discord. And I'm just like, dude, what is going on? I don't understand. So we go uh, over here. So he says, Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision uh, Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, 
Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. So, I'm just sitting here and we're just like, guys, this they bring on all of these next studios. All of these studios now are going to be come June 2023 of next year, they're going to be under the Xbox branch and they are going to be pumping things into Game Pass. And these are I mean, this is what they're worried this is what they're worried about. This is why they're spending this kind of money and they know what they're doing. That's the whole point. Like they, they they know what they want to do and they have the money to do it. That's the scary part. And that's why people are worried about, you know, what's going to happen here. And, you know, uh, just the overall, what, where's the industry going to go from here? And realistically, let's kind of touch a little bit on the fact that, uh, or what's been going on over at Activision, because, that's kind of where my head was at when this first dropped. You know, I, I, I've been listening and I've been seeing the things that have been going on in Activision and it's, 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 uh, it's horrible. It's absolute trash. And the fact that there are people, again, I'm, I'm not really on, you know, social media or um, online like that. So I, I, I don't really know the discourse as into why people don't understand that that's not okay. Like the people that don't, obviously, I know that the majority of us understand the seriousness of that situation and that it should never happen to anybody in any situation in any work industry or working industry. But the fact that there are people who are just like, you guys don't care. Or there are people who are telling other content creators not to talk about this and just talk about games. You got it's like that. I don't understand that. Like, this is, this is a part of the thing that you love. This is a part of the thing that I love. And it, it it hurts my soul to know that the people who are making the games that I love are hurting like this. So it's just, it's irritating to hear that. Um, but when I'm first reading this, or when I'm reading this, uh, you know, or when this first dropped, that's my first thought. Okay, all right, so Bobby Kotick is out. That's what that means. That dude's out. He's There's no way that uh, Phil Spencer is going to let him keep, you know, operating underneath this. There's no way. So because of that, so I'm, I keep reading here and he says, until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Again, this is Phil Spencer in the blog post. Um, so uh, the last part here he goes as a company microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players we deeply value individual studio cultures we also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect we hold our teams and all leaders to this commitment we're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across activision blizzard so this is where I'm like, you know, my head starts turning. I'm like, okay, so we now know, like, Phil's not going to play this BS. He's not going to put the, put up with this crap of mistreating your workers and, uh, you know, the uh, sexism that is going on there and not paying people equally of, you know, what they're doing. Like, none of this stuff should be going on. You know, Phil's not going to tolerate that stuff. So for me, I read this and I'm like, this is a win. This is a win for the industry because now we can get Kodak out. And yes, 
I understand the man is going to have millions of freaking dollars just for leaving. I get that crap. I get it. But you know what? The real the the real reality is there is nothing that can be done about that. That is going to happen regardless. It is going to happen. It was going to happen no matter how he gets out. So the real thing is, even if he decides that he's going to leave, he's going to get that. If he gets fired, he's going to get that. So that's the he's that money's coming to him regardless he's a millionaire so the fact that he, he's that nothing gonna happen to him regardless we, we we can't do nothing else to him but the fact that he's at the top and that he is part of this issue and he's at the top he just needs to be gone and that is where we've won right there and I think that's what people are kind of losing sight in or what m- some people may be losing sight of, you know, when thinking of this and thinking, well, why is he still there for the rest of this year? It's like, well, you know, that's not I mean, he's still there because somebody has to they, they can't really sell their company without a CEO there who can, you know, administer this and uh, administer the handoff and unfortunately, the dude's been there for 30 years. So we already know that the board's pieces of crap. So they're not going to give a crap. We we know that they don't. And the thing is too. So it's just it's just kind of it's weird. So the other thing that I've got a question about is like kind of when how long did this kind of happen? Cuz my my thought process is well there's no <laughs> I mean, guys. 68.7 billion cash. You don't they I heard that that's half of Microsoft's like cash reserves, like the money that they have cash, that was half of it. So um I just don't I don't see that being a a like, you know, easy uh decision or like a fast decision. I see that kind of taking a little bit more time, you know, just a little tiny bit. Um, you know, so I was thinking that like, you know, they've definitely had to have been talking about this at least a year. So what we hear about this in January, so this January something, and at least, at least last January is when um, this started. I'm thinking even I could go back to like last November, not last November, but um, November of 2020 is when I could say like, yeah, I could see conversations going uh, back that far. No. So uh, I'm, we're going to read this uh, little two uh, or a little excerpt from uh, Jeff Grubb over here on VentureBeat.com. This was uh, posted a day after all of this kind of went down. Uh, so we have Activision Blizzard leadership and key ownership wanted to sell and was shopping itself around. In early November, the company brought that proposition to Microsoft. We're talking November of 2021. November of 2021. Let that sink in. Xbox began working on the deal immediately, and the details came together over the holidays. Now, the two companies have agreed to terms um, on an acquisition that will close or that will close by the end of Microsoft's fiscal 2023 in June of next year. But how did the industry get to this point? The answer to that lies within the, vo- the volatility of making AAA big-budget games. Said Activision Blizzard's future was more uncertain than ever, and not only because of the investigations into the alleged civil rights violations at its studios. Making massive blockbuster games was reaching an unstable level. While the publisher continues to have some of the biggest hits in the world, it has found it more challenging to commit resources to games outside of the Call of Duty brand. And in an industry where talent is in high demand, 
Activision struggled to attract the people that actually make the games. The company needed a reset, and that led its leadership to consider the possibility of selling to a larger corporation. So, with that, you can see that this was not a, a you know, long process. This was within a matter of two months. Two months. $68.7 billion in two months. What are you guys talking about? What? So that is wild. Uh, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, holy mackerel. That, that, that kind of changes a little bit of my kind of thought process because like, that's a lot of money just to be like, do it now. But again, I mean, see, you, you do see what they're getting here. Like, they're, they're, it's not like this is just chopped liver what they're getting. So if we can just kind of <laughs> touch on the games that they're getting, they're getting um, Call of Duty, as we all know, Overwatch, Sekiro, Cash, or Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Diablo, Tony Hawk, uh, Guitar Hero, Skylander, Candy Crush, Geometry Wars, Gun, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Hexen, Interstate 76. The, like, it, the list goes on. These are uh, oh, prototype. Hello, prototype? Pitfall? Like, these, what are we, like, guys, they've got a lot of IP here. World of Warcraft, True Crime. Like, it's, it's, getting, it's getting wild how much uh, Xbox has now. And, you know, I do understand the, you know, trying to jump on 68.7 billion, but, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Microsoft took an advantage and they saw that this was, you know, that their market share had gone down and that this was the perfect time to buy. That's what they noticed. I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but I'm just saying like that is the reality of what is going on here. So it's, it's pretty crazy to see that to see Microsoft not only buy Bethesda one year and, you know, finish that purchase out within six months, they're already announcing a even huger purchase. And with that even being said, the 7.5 billion that they spent on Bethesda was the biggest purchase in gaming history to date then. And now look at this, this, this blows everything out of the water, everything. It's like, dude, what are you, holy, what are we going to do now? And I've heard conversations of like, now, you know, what is Amazon going to do? Amazon understands now like, oh, this is the kind of money that you need to kind of play with the wolves kind of thing. And it's like, do you do you want to spend that Amazon? Because I think all of us kind of know that they're just in it for the money. They don't want to spend the money. They want to get the money. So realistically, they're probably going to bow out, which is a good thing, you know? So um, let's kind of talk about uh, the conversation of them possibly being a monopoly, right? Of, of, uh, Xbox or Microsoft turning into monopoly by buying up these, uh, corporations and, you know, big corporations, really these big names in the gaming space and bringing them under the Xbox studio or Microsoft gaming. Now, uh, what has got changed to, um, underneath that umbrella. So realistically, I don't, I mean, I kind of, I, I never thought that it was because realistically, like, Microsoft has lawyers that I feel would, you know, go over this kind of stuff. You you know, I, I just, again, this is, I'm not a lawyer. I've never, I, I'm not at that level, at that business level. So this is just me talking out of my butt. But, you know, I just think that, 
there are people in place that they're going to have, you know, with them when they're making these decisions to tell them, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't. Now, again, they're going to push. They're going to push and push and see what they can take, you know, how much they can take. But I don't think they're going to, you know, be like, oh, this is, you know, we're going to do this and we're instantly a monopoly. But the conversation can still be had. And I think it is an important conversation because, you know, they are now, I don't know how much they, how um, far they were behind, you know, in um, the in the gaming revenue. But after this purchase of, or after the Activision Blizzard purchase goes through and they actually have them under their belt and it come next year in June, they will be third, uh, the third company or the third, what, highest company based on revenue underneath um sony and tencent after that after this after 68.7 billion they're still going to be third so realistically no they're not a monopoly now <laughs> if we see them going by sony then yeah then yeah i think we can start you know opening the floodgates and be like hey guys maybe we should uh, uh you know look over there look over there guys but i think for now you know maybe we're all right but but i do have something else um, I did see this article here from CNN Business. This was from or written by Claire Duffy. Um, so she says the Federal Trade Commission and U.S. Justice Department's Antitrust Division on Tuesday announced a joint review of federal guidelines for corporate mergers to consider whether they should be updated to better detect and prevent illegal anti-competitive deals. The announcement comes amid growing concerns about concentration in a range of industries, which some experts worry can reduce competition and consumer choice. And following several decades of less aggressive antitrust enforcement, merger filings um, more than doubled from 2020 to 2021, according to the, edu- er, the agencies. The review is meant to consider whether merger guidelines should be uh, modernized in light of technological and economic changes in recent years. The guidelines were last updated more than a decade ago. So it does seem like now, and this was done, this was posted on Tuesday. On the day, or not this Tuesday, but on the 18th, the day that they did, that they announced that they were acquiring this. That was at, uh, what time? Six o'clock in the morning? Eh, Six, seven o'clock in the morning? This article was posted at 1.48 p.m. that day. So, Obviously, there are still rumbles, regardless of what I'm saying. And again, I'm talking out of my butt because I don't know any of this stuff. But I'm just saying like me personally, how I kind of look at it and just how I'm perceiving it. That's kind of how where I'm coming at it. But obviously, it's shaking things up in in our government. They're sitting here like, oh, you know what? Maybe we do need to see if company A can just, you know, drop a big stack of money on company B and just take them. Maybe we need to look at that, you know, especially if this thing hasn't been updated in 10 years, guys. Like, you know, this is kind of, yeah, we do need to kind of go back and review to see because we are in a different world than we were in in 2012. Like, let's be honest, guys. So um, that's just where I'm sitting at with it. I just don't, I'm kind of, I don't really think that there is a concern with this being a monopoly. And the other thing is that, you know, there are other companies that um, are doing a lot more you know, with, you know, buying up these other, not even small companies, but these other companies that are in their same space. Let's look at Disney, the Disney Corporation. Like, they have a lot of IP under them. It's it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how much 
uh, they have under them and how much they've bought and how much they own. And they, you know, nobody really is saying anything about that. Nobody has, I mean, I guess people are, but nobody's like up high and nobody's really done anything about that legally. So what I'm saying is, you know, if, if Disney can do all of what they're doing, I think this is, is all right. Like, I don't think this is really anything that we need to put that much thought into, especially with the fact that, you know, the, the, the idea and the thought of Activision Blizzard these days has not been the best. So because of that, it does seem like Microsoft was able to kind of sweep in there and take that, uh, take that win. It was, you know, 68.7, but still, you know, I feel like that was still a win for them regardless. Um, so, Let's kind of move on. Um, so with this purchase, what do we think is going to happen now? You know, like where are we going to go from here? Um, is it going to be... Um, where are we going to go? As in from the future. So let's look like five years from now for Game Pass. Where do we see Game Pass doing? What do we see it trying to accomplish then because game pass was a different beast back when it first launched am i right like that wasn't the same kind of we didn't have the same kind of tenure and the same kind of traction that it does now and it didn't have that same like wow like you need this like i don't know what's wrong with you but you need this on you need game pass like it didn't have that so what do we like what do we think is phil's plan for game pass and we you know we saw um the backwards compatibility and that and and him adding stuff like that to uh to um game pass and to uh the console and everything but what do we see the future really yeah like the future of xbox 2 as a whole i just feel like game pass and xbox is so synonymous now but the future of xbox and where do we see game pass in this year because i mean again do we see them acquire somebody bigger do we see them get another company under their belt and are able to use more IP and do we you know do we see them bring back IP like we have again prototype is on this list of games that they've gotten for um from Activision or these list of IPs that they now own so what what do, what if they bring back a prototype would that not be amazing like i i used to love prototype and prototype 2 prototype 1 i feel like it was a little better but I did like two. I really, really enjoyed my time with two as well. So I would really like to see, you know, one of their teams take on a prototype. Or what if we see them, you know, kind of mixing and matching? What if we see a um, a Rare take on a Spyro or a Crash Bandicoot? Or um, maybe like a 343 takes on a Call of Duty? Or, or a... Um, what is we called a sledgehammer what if they take on halo which you know i don't know but let's just say it you know what if they do what if they get help or they help on these games it's just the the possibilities are endless at least even just for this acquisition just for this one and what if they get more what if they do more but then again it's like will they even be able to do more that's the other question again i just read that antitrust part or that antitrust article so what if they're not even able to what if there's, you know, stricter laws that um, that tie them down and they're not able to make these moves like they're trying to? But, um, you know, so what do we think Xbox, though? Do What do we think of them? Do we think that they're going to still be making consoles? Do we think that there's going to be another console or a successor to um, the Xbox Series consoles? 
like both of them. Because that's another thing that, you know, I think people are kind of wondering. With them kind of pushing Game Pass um, with this much fervor, what if they do kind of like a, a um, they go cloud-based and they just focus on, you know, where you can get your gaming or your game pass so whether that's uh microsoft whether they do a dongle or if they've got um what are we talking about um on your on on your phone and obviously like that would be an app at this point it wouldn't just be um through the like through online and uh not online but i mean like through the browser at least for us uh on ios because y'all know what it is um but i'm just thinking of the possibilities of just what if they because they, I feel like they're changing the game really they're not playing the same kind of game that PlayStation is playing and what and that's not a, saying it's a bad thing like PlayStation is playing the like look you guys come over here for the exclusives like I am giddy with excitement for Horizon Forbidden West I cannot wait for that game I cannot wait to see the improvements that they've done to the combat to the traversal they I mean I I just I I want to I want to love that game the way that I, my newfound love for the first one has been, but even more so because obviously they're going to fix some of those things that kind of irked me, which they, there really weren't, like, I wasn't so much wanting to climb everywhere, but I did notice, I'm like, it would be nice, you know, it would be nice if I could climb up this rock, and it seems like that's going to be more of the case now, like, I'm excited for PlayStation games, I'm excited for God of War, but, oh my god, can we just kind of talk about spider-man and wolverine like just right there done like i'm not gonna say anymore but like spider-man and wolverine come on man like i am super hyped to to have playstation and to be on uh on playstation but you can't deny that game pass is a juggernaut and they're changing up the game and they're doing things that are unlike anything that have been done in the industry before and that's gonna go a long way that's why we see PlayStation doing PlayStation Spartacus. And that is why PlayStation is pushing, is, well, again, allegedly doing PlayStation Spartacus because this is all a rumor. But realistically, let's be honest, they're going to do it. If they want to keep being competitive in this, in this industry, they have to do something and they have to do it. They have to do that at least, which is combining their, or at least what we're thinking it is, is it's combining their uh, PlayStation Now subscription with the PlayStation Plus subscription while also adding some back catalog stuff as well. So if they have that and if they can do that and they can bring that to the table, then maybe they can compete with uh, with what Xbox is doing. But right now, that's we're I mean we're all just kind of waiting to see what they're doing because we're, we you know PlayStation's been pretty quiet you know for most of 2020 and or 2021 and you know obviously this part of this year but we're only a month in so it is what it is but we're we're expecting to see that at least sometime or something of it you know we've got to hear something but that seems to be their response to at least the Game Pass and and how Game Pass has blown up over the the last couple of years but um you know, with that, what do we, do we think that Game Pass goes anywhere else? Do we think that it tries to make its way over to um, Nintendo? Do we, we already know it's going to be on the Steam Deck. 
we already we, we Phil tweeted that he that it's uh that he was playing a game pass or yeah he was doing the cloud streaming on um the steam deck either cloud streaming or he was just playing on um game pass one of the two i'm not too, i'm not 100 percent sure but um i think he was cloud streaming but um either way he was accessing game pass on his on the steam deck so we already know it's there we i, I feel like what if maybe down the road his goal is to get game pass look you want game pass we're gonna give you game pass you want it on your switch we'll give it to you on your switch but then here's this here's the kicker they'll put it on these different things if they can, right? They're, they, I, I think that's the goal. I think that's what Phil and Microsoft and Xbox, I think that's what they want. The question is, is that what everybody else wants? And I'm not saying us the consumer. I'm saying, like, is that what Nintendo wants? Is that what Sony wants? Do they want the competitor's stuff on their stuff, right? That's the real question. And I don't think there's a problem with it. Like, you know, if there's incentive, then why would there be an issue? But obviously, there's the console war and I'm you guys can't see but I'm putting quotations around that because that's ridiculous but you know who knows what these guys are thinking the higher ups but still I think that's what Phil and the teams I think that's what they want I think they want this game pass formula to be on there like not formula but they want game pass itself they want to be doing they want to be getting revenue from these different consoles and it's not about like taking playership away from these people and it's not like oh well you only need one console now you can just get the game pass thing but see that's the thing what if they do that what if they can get game pass onto playstation and then they stop making consoles they still make everything else they still produce game pass they still produce games but now they don't have to do the hardware part they can just keep it on pc you have your game pass on playstation they have this partnership this very good partnership where all of the games that they've got partnerships with they're on this game pass i'm just again this is me spitballing ideas i really don't think it was this my main thing would be or uh, you know one way that i think would be a really good idea though like a good good idea actually would be um for them to just kind of if it's on playstation you get a different tier of game pass so game pass like say like you have game pass on your series x your game pass on your series x is everything you get every, you 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 would you would get everything you would get access to everything obviously you still have your tier system so you can pay whatever you want to get what you want but you would have access to everything and then maybe um the playstation version you don't get everything maybe you only get um, one tier or two tiers and then that's it that's all it goes up and even in, if you if you do get two tiers you don't get everything like maybe you don't get the major xbox exclusives that we all know and love like gears halo um forza maybe you don't get those but you do get all of the partnership stuff that they've done you do get some of what they do own like you would get the bethesda stuff you know so then that way you would feel like okay at least i still you know have access to these games but because again they did say case by case basis but i i don't think any of us believe that anymore so i just do think that that's a good uh, that would be a, a cool way to kind of like go about doing it if i do if we did see that it's just interesting to see where uh this is going to go from here and just kind of like w how game pass evolves from here because i'm telling you i would have never thought that it was going to be this huge but it turned out to be this huge so it's just kind of, you know, it's it's cool to see that uh, Phil is putting his head and putting everything behind it. And obviously we can see it by this acquisition of Activision Blizzard and doing the things that they're doing. Um, 
you know, I, uh, I just think that it is doing or that he is doing a lot to kind of make sure that Game Pass has a future. And even after he leaves, because that's another thing that I've thought about is like, he's got to make sure that everything is kind of in place and everything is functioning the way that it needs to um, before, you know, it's inevitably time for him to leave because the whoever takes it over needs to understand what's going on and needs to understand how to operate this this business. And, um, you know, that's what he had to do when he came in. And I'm sure uh, Phil has a plan and has something, you know, set up to kind of mitigate that and make that, you know, a little easier for whoever that person is. I'm just, you know... I just had that kind of thought, you know, the over these these couple of days because he's got a lot of people now. He's got a lot of people under his uh, under his belt that he's got to make sure are good and that he are taken care of. And it's not saying that I don't think that they can do it right. Like they haven't given us a reason not to believe in the culture that they can provide and um, and their care and their love for the people that work for them as well as again not i'm saying like the people that we've the 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 leadership the leadership team and the people that um that work for them they care about them and they care about their well-being and it seems like that resonates and it doesn't they haven't given us a reason to really think otherwise so at least in this day and age right now with the leadership team that they have so because of that i'm very you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see kind of where, um, where this acquisition goes and what they, what they do and how they are able to change things. Really what happens to body to Bobby Kotick, because that man needs to go. He just needs to get out and he needs to crawl in the ditch and die realistically. So it is what it is. He, he, he is, is a horrible person and he just need, he, he should not be, uh around he needs to just go somewhere and he just needs to not say anything not do anything and just like literally live out his days in silence because he just needs to go like the fact that he is still there after all of this time is is ridiculous so i'm just a little you know it is what it is but we're gonna have to see kind of what happens with that it is it 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 is almost positive that this man is going to uh, leave his position once all this is said and done. It's like a 95% positive that that is going to be the outcome. So here it is. It's just going to be a, uh, I mean, it is what it is. He, he's going to serve the rest of his time until June, and then we're going to see what happens. And it's just like, you know, he says like, oh, yeah, we're just going to make sure that that uh, the transition's good and that everything is taken care of and that uh, we are, you know, in a good cultural state before we uh, hand over the company, basically. It's like, dude, you, coming from you, dude, you need to, you need to just stop. You, you should have had somebody else come up here and say this crap. It didn't need to be you. But that's just kind of where we're at with everything, man. So anyways, guys, those were my feelings on the Xbox Activision Blizzard acquisition um, and just kind of where my head's at with where the industry might be going. Um, I do appreciate you for listening and sticking around with me and coming for episode two. Um, You can find this show on all of the major podcasts, 
um, or podcast services. And um, please rate this wherever you get your podcast. It will help me out. And I really do just appreciate the listen. And uh, I do plan on bringing this, a, as a, like I said at the top of the show, it's going to be a bi-weekly show. Um, the next episode, I will be touching on my history with the original Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, and kind of my thoughts and where I want the story and the series to go in the second one and uh, maybe a few other things so we'll see but again thank you guys i love you guys oh and always may the force be with you (laughs) 